Welcome to the Females on Fire podcast, where I hope that you'll gain both the tools you need to grow your business and the motivation you need to create your dream life. I'm Haley Luckadoo, motivational speaker, serial entrepreneur, huge lover of Dr. Pepper, and of course, the host who will be introducing you to the phenomenal women sharing their stories and expertise to inspire you, help you succeed, and set your soul on fire. How would you like to get your client management system for a dollar a month? Well, I have a surprise for you. Whether you have been thinking about switching because you're frustrated with your old system or you really want to get more organized and you've never had a client management system before, now is the time because I have a limited time offer that you need to take advantage of. HoneyBook is my absolute favorite client management system and I feel like I have tried them all. I love using it for my business and it was such a game changer for me in terms of getting organized with my clients. HoneyBook is an amazing platform for you to handle your client contracts and invoices and take all of their payments, handle communication with your clients, manage your workflows and your pipelines, really keep up with all that information that you need for your clients, plus create gorgeous templates like brochures and proposals that you can send out to potential clients track your leads, track your time, manage your calendar and your schedule, and so much more. HoneyBook really does it all. It's such an expansive platform that, like I said, I absolutely love using for my business. And for an extremely limited time, you can try out HoneyBook for $1 a month. Can you believe that? That's so crazy. All you have to do is use code Haley26485 or click the link down below and you will get to use all of HoneyBook's incredible features for a dollar a month for the first eight months. That is such an amazing deal. So if you have been thinking about really getting organized with a client management system or getting a new one because you're frustrated with your old one, now is the time to try HoneyBook. But again, this is a very limited time offer. So you need to do it quickly. So again, head over to HoneyBook, use the link below or type in code H-A-Y-L-E-Y 26485 and you will get to try HoneyBook for a dollar a month for the first eight months. And finally, really be on track to having a client management system that works for you not against you, and really being able to grow a productive business. All right, welcome back, Females on Fire, to another episode. I am super excited about today. I know I say that about every episode, but let's face it, they're all pretty amazing. We get some of the greatest guests on this show, and I'm just super excited about them all. But today I am speaking with somebody who is just absolutely phenomenal. She is so good at what she does and I'm so excited to have her on the show. I am talking with Jess Finn and Jess is a sales and marketing coach 
who helps female entrepreneurs become a go-to leader in the online space and reach next level income without being pushy or being glued to their phone 24-7. She's amazing. That's what we all want, right? We want to be a leader in our industry. We want to make amazing income, but we don't want to be pushy and salesy and we don't want to have to be attached to our phone or our laptop literally all day, every day. And that is what Jess teaches. And today she is specifically teaching us those techniques in regards to Instagram stories. Jess is a stories expert. She is phenomenal at using that platform to really grow, engage, and sell to her audience in a really cool and authentic way. So today we are talking all about her advice for really creating binge-worthy Instagram stories that you can actually sell on. This is going to help you create amazing content, save you tons of time in doing so, and make your audience feel like they know you so much better and like you really are an authentic and helpful voice in their lives. And that is what we all need as business owners on social media. So I am so excited to dive into this conversation with Jess. Let's get started and talk all about Instagram stories. Hi, Jess. Thank you so much for joining me on the show. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here and talk all about how to sell and just create absolutely binge-worthy Instagram stories. I'm so excited about it. I am so excited about it. I'm super excited just to have you on the show, but talking about Instagram stories, I feel like it's always, you know, such a popular episode because that's where everybody is right now. Like everybody wants so badly to have those really amazing stories. So I'm super, super excited. But before we dive into all of your amazing advice, can you just tell everybody a little bit about you, who you are, and definitely how you got into the business that you're in? Yeah, definitely. So I have a pretty interesting story of how I actually got here, but just to start it off, my name is Jess Finn and I'm the owner of Social Quest Media and I am a sales and marketing coach and I help female entrepreneurs become the go-to leader in the online space and I help them create next level income without being pushy or sleazy or feeling like they have to be glued to their phones 24-7. And I am originally from Maryland in the United States, and I moved abroad to Europe with my husband about six and a half years ago. And um, so I was following him in his career, and I left everything back at home. I was only 22 years old at the time as well. And um, I was still finishing my degree online when we moved overseas, but I needed something to be creative and to also, you know, maybe potentially make some extra income. So I started travel writing and I also uh, started a travel YouTube channel. And that is really where I got my confidence on camera. And just to kind of um, give a little background of Instagram stories, I always, when I first started, I was an Instagram coach and I always gave the advice of act like you're talking to your best friend when you're talking to the camera. And that's exactly how I started off with talking to my little GoPro when I started my YouTube channel. So I became so used to just being so confident in myself and sharing my stories, being personal, and also showing like a business side in this aspect for my travel 
YouTube channel. It was, you know, lots of fun facts behind the scenes and things like that. But I also was not fearful of being myself. Um, so with that said, um, I did end up having a corporate job and felt like, this is just not for me. This doesn't fill me up. I'm a creative person. I like to help people. I like to create. And I saw on, I actually had an Instagram, um, a travel Instagram. And I saw someone who was promoting um, being a social media manager. And I was like, wait, what is this? <laughs> and I was like, this sounds awesome. Of course, they were selling the lifestyle of travel wherever you want, work, where, work when you want. And I was sold. So I signed up to learn how to become a social media manager. And I kind of had, you know, a little bit of skin in the game because I was not fearful of showing up on Instagram stories and communicating with people. So I was able to get a lot of clients just from Instagram stories alone because I was sharing who I was and I was giving consistent mini trainings and also consistently selling my offers. So after about, I would say four months, I, I still had a few social media management clients, but I also started doing strategy sessions. So that's when I really fell in love with coaching because I love the feeling of getting on a call and just seeing those aha moments that your clients take away and then actually seeing them go and execute it and achieve their goals. It's just incredible. So with that said, I, I feel like all of us have such a journey when we first start off as, um, you know, in the online space. And I guess that's why they call it being an entrepreneur because we're always pivoting. So I love talking about marketing and I love talking about selling and particularly the way I like to sell is via Instagram stories and in the DMS. It works for me. It works for my clients and it has been the easiest and funnest way for me to sell. So now I consider myself um, an Instagram marketing and sales expert. And I actually just celebrated my first year of business about a couple weeks ago. So Ooh. that's my story. <laughs> I love that. And congratulations. That's awesome. Definitely always a, a really cool milestone. So that's mm -hmm. exciting. Um, yeah, but I, I love your story because it's like you said, that's just what being an entrepreneur is all about. And I always love getting to hear these amazing women, these amazing entrepreneurs who come on the show and they're like, Oh, this is where I started. And this is what I do now. And you're like, Oh my gosh, how did you transition from that to that? And mm -hmm. so it's always just cool to like hear the background from people and hear those stories and, and how they made their pivots. And, uh, you know, that's something I identify with too. And I think a lot of our listeners do. And I, I think it just goes to show like, where you are right now is not even where you're probably going to be like five years from now. Like, even if you're still doing the same thing, you're probably going to be doing it so differently and have so much more insight and like depth of understanding of why you like to do what you do. And so it's so cool, like just to hear those stories. So kudos to you for your first year in business, but kudos to you for, you know, pivoting and, and like, you know, just trying something new and like being excited about it and seeing what works and what didn't. Yeah, exactly. And I encourage, you know, my audience and my clients to do the same thing. If something's not working or something doesn't light you up anymore, I always say there's no rules. There is literally no rule book to your own business. You get to decide tomorrow if you want to create a totally different offer. You get to decide if you want to work with a totally different kind of person. 
if you want a different um, I help statement, if you want a different, if you just want to go completely different, which so many of my clients, you know, um, I have seen that happen. Like they'll start off as social media manager and then, you know, now they want to be a mindset coach. And I feel like having that kind of experience and like I have and so many other people have is starting off on YouTube, going into social media management, and then, you know, starting coaching and really falling in love with the marketing and sales of it has got me to where I am. And like you said, this is only the beginning. Don't know what else. Like I said, tomorrow I might wake up and have a new idea that I want to go after. But I, that's what I love about, um, you know, the just being an entrepreneur is there's really no rules. We get to make our own rules for sure. I agree. I think that's the most exciting part is just knowing that if you wanted to get up tomorrow and change everything, you could. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, it would be somewhat starting over and yeah, you'd have a lot to learn and, you know, yeah, all of those things, but just knowing that you have the freedom and the capacity to get up tomorrow and say, you know, I'm bored with this. I'm going to move on to this, or I'm going to try something new or try a new way of doing it or appeal to a different audience or what, like you have the freedom to do that. And I think that's, what's so cool about being an entrepreneur. That's my favorite part of it is just being yeah. able to say, you know, you yeah, you need to find your, you know, ideal client and know who you're speaking to and know your why and, you know, find your niche and niche down as much as you can. And all of those things are true, but at the same time, you can literally do anything you want to do and find a way to do it well. So I think that's what's so exciting. So it's cool just to hear your story and your background because it, it definitely fits into that, that entrepreneurial lifestyle. Yeah, that's for, that's for sure. <laughs> All right. Well, you mentioned Instagram stories. Let's talk about those because that's okay. definitely what everybody's here for. Mm -hmm. um, so first and foremost, can you just kind of tell everybody what is it that makes a post or story actually binge worthy? Because I feel like we hear that term and it's just one of those like buzzwords that, you yeah. know, people use it to sell their content. Like, oh, <laughs> here's my binge worthy bundle, or here's my binge worthy course or whatever. So what is it in your opinion as the expert that actually really makes an Instagram story binge worthy? Okay. So, oh my gosh, there's so many things popping in my mind as you <laughs> ask that. So it's like, where do I begin? But, um, I would say really, okay. If you were to go on stories today and just create one story that you absolutely just want to either, you know, get more engagement or get somebody to, to actually follow through with a call to action. Um, the first thing I think is, you know, confidence in who you are and what you're selling and, um, you know, who you represent that comes across via video more than anything. Um, and I feel, I believe that's why I like to show up stronger in video, um, versus writing. I mean, I enjoy writing, but I think there's just so much, there's so much you can have in a video that really represents who you are because of the emotion. You're able to look them in the eyes. You're able to laugh with them, smile with them and all of that. So that's the first thing. And when it comes to actually having somebody watch an entire mini training, say, you know, usually they're about. I like to say, you know, if you want to do a mini training and actually keep their attention, I wouldn't go past about 20 slides. Um, but the way to keep them from exiting out is to focus on the quality versus the quantity. And so if you're 
wanting to do some mini trainings um, a few times a week, that's better than doing it every day. And the same thing goes for when you're writing content, but you want to make sure you're putting your highest quality stuff in there and giving your best stuff away for free. And I know that can scare a lot of people away, but you want to think, okay, if you have a program that's about a thousand dollars, you want to be sharing value that is worth a thousand dollars. And I'll, I'll touch more on that so, because I think a lot of people are like, wait, why would I give all of my best stuff away? But that is what leads into that like, know, and trust factor, right? When you're giving away so much value that's worth thousands of dollars, you are establish, you're establishing that trust factor to the point that they're going to trust you enough to follow through with a call to action and look at you as the expert. That is really one of your main goals is to make sure people know who you are um, as an entrepreneur, what you do in the online space, who you help. You want them to like you and that is where infusing your personality into your stories, showing um, behind the scenes, showing your dog, showing your favorite food, sharing a funny story with them. And then that trust part is the actual value that you give sharing um, so much you know, free value with them that they are literally blown away by what they just heard, that they can't think other, other than that you're the expert and that they're going to pick you over anybody else. Um, because the biggest thing with that is if they take something away from a three minute mini training that they never heard of before, they're going to think, wow, what, what is it going to be like working with her, you know, one-on-one -on -one with her? And she gave me personalized advice with something. So making sure that you pack in a good, like really high quality value into your mini trainings and not so much worry about um, just throwing stuff up there. Um, and that's what really makes people coming back. Oh, well, that's what really gets people coming back for more. Um, and you're gonna notice, just check your, your Instagram insights, your um, who's viewing your stories. You'll notice the people that um, watch you over and over and over again, and not a lot of people say this, but the people that are watching your Instagram stories are your warmest leads. Those are the people that are absorbing all of this content that you're giving. Those are the people that are um, that have already, you know, have a strong no like and trust factor with you, and it, that's why it's so important to show up strong on Instagram stories because that's where your warmest audience is. In, on Instagram and maybe overall um, when, in your omnipresent marketing strategy. I'm so glad you mentioned like infusing your personality because I feel like so often, you know, especially as business owners, we know we can't sell all the time. Like we yeah. know that it can't constantly be pushing the sell because that won't work. But I feel like we, a lot of small business owners and entrepreneurs, they feel like they can't really show too much of their personality or too much of the like behind the scenes and the personal stuff because it's not their business. And so they're constantly like, okay, I can't sell all the time, but I have to show something business related and mm -hmm. I'm out of ideas. How do I do that? So I'm glad that you mentioned like, you know, really showing your personality and kind of showing those behind the scenes, you know, showing your dog or showing like, you know, what you're doing that day or something like that really does kind of help build that 
no like and trust factor because I think that's really true. Like if you think about um, the the people that you buy from, the brands that you buy from, the celebrities that you love following, like the fact of the matter is we're drawn to the people that we feel like we know the best, even if we don't know them personally. And so yeah. I think that personality aspect is a really big part of it. And if you don't have that, I think it's going to be really, really hard when you do actually try to sell on a platform that was absolutely made for showing off your personality and was really made for that connection and that sort of authenticity behind the scenes kind of look. Because when Instagram stories started, when we all first got it and it first rolled out, that's what it was. You know, you had your feed where you did like your main posts and your main content, but then stories was, everybody was using it as the behind the scenes kind of look. And then people started actually figuring out how to really use it and really sell on it. And it became, in my opinion, maybe even bigger than the feed. I think more people are watching stories than they are like just scrolling Instagram. So I think like, that's a really important thing to remember. So I'm just really glad that you touched on that. Yeah. And just kind of um, going off of what you said, I have a little tip about, um, you know, how people are either viewing your feed, watching stories or both. So say you post um, like an incredible post of full of value and you, you might even have a pitch in it, but you don't necessarily, maybe you'll share that post on stories, but you don't take, you know, the time to actually say the exact thing via like face to camera. Um, And, you know, and you just leave it on your, the feed itself you are missing like so many opportunities to reach more people because, and also it takes about eight to 21 times now for people to get warm to an offer. So they may have read your post about something and you can easily just go on stories and do a little mini training, do or share a little story, whatever it is that you had in the post itself. And, and that way you can repurpose content and and um, repurposing your content or your stories just takes it to a whole other level because then that's what's really infusing your personality because video, again, like they can, they can see your face, they can hear your voice, they can feel those emotions and um, that it's just another chance for them to either hear a pitch or learn about you or learn about a service or whatever it may be. And um, I think a lot of people are fearful because they don't want to replicate something or seem repetitive over and over again. But really, um, I can't tell you how many times I've missed, you know, somebody's post, but I saw it on stories or vice versa. So that's why you really want to put it everywhere, but especially on stories, um, because of that no like and trust factor that's established on there. And another thing I do just to save time, I literally copy and paste what I wrote in the post and I use it as my captions. So, cause you know how, how annoying it is typing out everything. And I just copy and paste what I wrote in the post and repurpose it for my stories and use those as my captions. Mm, you hit the nail on the head with that one. Cause that's the thing. Like people are so worried about, well, you know, I don't know what to say. I don't know. Like I can't create content for my feed and my stories and IGTV and Facebook and this and that. And we talk all the time about repurposing content, but I think people don't actually realize what repurposing content is. I feel like so many people mm-hmm. hear it and they're like, oh yeah, I, I do that, but they don't because they don't actually mm-hmm. know how. And so I'm glad you said that because it's really that 
simple. Like whatever you talk about in your post, turn around, make a story about it. And then like you said, just, you know, copy paste the caption as the, the captions on the Instagram stories. Like it's really that simple. And I think people so often like overcomplicate it. And yeah. it's really, it really is simple. Like repurposing content should be easy. It should be taking the stress off of you. And so that's what I love about this is just like Instagram stories. It's so easy to not have to reinvent the wheel to just repurpose the content that you already have. And even like, I don't know about you, but I would encourage our listeners to go back and look at posts they've done in the past and just go ahead and repurpose those for their Instagram stories because yes. you didn't do it the first time around. And even if you did, it's like you said, people really need to see things many, many, many times before they get warmed up to it. Stories only last for 24 hours. So even if mm -hmm. you did repurpose it, even if you did post it on stories back when you posted, posted it, you know, two, three months ago, it's been two or three months. It's been six months. It's been a year. Like it's totally okay to go back and just sort of revisit that idea and maybe just say it in a slightly different way or, or just kind of position it in a different way or something like that. But, you know, quick stories, just repurposing your old post is a great way to be like constantly producing content and not have to feel like you're reinventing the wheel all the time. Yeah, exactly. It's, um, it's so simple that, it's, um, that a lot of people just don't, don't know about it. And, um, it's kind of like those mind blowing moments where it's like, wow, like that's really all I have to do. Yeah. <laughs> I just have to copy and paste, just say the same thing that I did. And it, it really is. Um, and another thing is if you want people to really en engage with you, this is a great opportunity for you to take those conversations in the DMs and establish those relationships. That's what stories is for. And um, whether you're inviting them to DM you or you have interactive polls on there or question box or things like that, you're inviting people to respond and, or just to say, wow, you know, that was a really great takeaway or even just throwing up a poll and being like, was this helpful? Or do you have a question and you reaching out to them? Then there's so many other ways that you can use polls to actually establish some connection. Um, for instance, like for instance, when I, um, want some more engagement on my stories, I, that's when I really pull out the personal stuff. So for instance, last night, um, I haven't been very active this week, um, on stories. So I'm like, let me go back into the archives. So I was going through old videos of when I was traveling the world, <laughs> when, when we could do that. And I shared a whole bunch of that and just kind of shared a bit of, you know, me and what I, what I used to do and hope to do again in the future. But, um, after that, I just threw up a question box, like, where do you guys want to travel next? You know, let me know. And so many people interacted with that. And I was able to reach out to them and be like, oh my gosh, I, I want to go there too. Or have, I've never been there. You know, what can we do there? And you're just establishing those relationships and you instantly connect over something. And another point I have is I often hear so many times that people are struggling with getting people to interact in their market research polls. And psychologically, people like to interact with more fun things. And there's actually a way to bring psychology into your stories to make 
people more likely to vote in those market research polls. So what I like to do, um, I don't often do market research on polls, but um, when I do, I like to throw up a couple more, like two to three personal polls, like, you know, how do you take your coffee in the morning, black or with cream and sugar? And then the next one, it's like a picture of uh, my husband and I, and maybe there's a quiz, like, you have to guess how long we've been together or something like that. And then the next slide, it's a picture of me. And I'm like, do you want to learn more about how to pitch on Instagram stories? Click yes or no, you know? And then since people have already voted or participated in a quiz or whatever it is in the, the last two to three slides, they're more likely to vote in the last one. <laughs> and it's pretty cool. I really advise trying that out because it works pretty much every time <laughs> instead of you just randomly throwing up a whole bunch of market research questions and people are like, eh, I don't want to do this. This isn't fun. You know? Yeah. I love that because it, you kind of touched on this, like that connection is what's so important. And, mm -hmm. you know, it just goes back to like, that's what stories was originally meant for. That's what social media was originally meant for. It was building those connections and really building those relationships with maybe people that you wouldn't necessarily get to like meet in person or build a relationship with otherwise. And so I think, especially with stories, like if you're listening and you feel like you're getting stuck, I think where you really need to start is saying, okay, what can I post today? Or what can I do today to really connect with my audience, to really let them get to know me, to really make them feel like they're involved in this business. And so I love that I, I've, I've never even thought of that, like doing the, I do the fun questions all the time and I do the market research questions, but I've never even like done the fun questions and then followed it up with the market research questions. That's a great idea because it, it works. You're spending time building that connection first and then saying, Oh, Hey, by the way, can you just pop in an answer to this really quick? And you're right. People are, are always going to be more likely to do it after they've gotten to answer the fun questions and after they've built that connection with you and gotten to know you a little bit better. So that's a great idea. Exactly. It's like you're basically getting them to say yes, <laughs> you know, yes, I'll vote on this fun poll. Yes. I'll vote in this fun quiz. Yes. I'll vote on this fun poll. And then yes, I'm going to vote in these market research. You have to, you know, get a couple yeses before they're going to go in and commit to participating in something like that. So yeah, just a little sales psychology with that. And um, going off of what you said about connections, there's even, a, there's this one topic that I absolutely love. And it's actually another topic that I like talking about on live trainings and podcasts, and that's polarizing content and bringing that to your stories itself. So basically what polarizing content is, is it brings people in and brings them awareness to, um, you know, who you are and your values. And this is what makes you stand out. So to give you two examples of what polarizing content is, um, I usually like to tell my clients, my audience to either, you know, share your opinion about something that's going on in your industry that you don't necessarily agree with or, um, share, you know, common mistakes that your ideal client is making. So the reason this is polarizing is because it's not like your cookie cutter stuff um, where, where logistics may come in because yes, logistical posts and, and stories do really well where it's like, you know, five tips to, you know, slay your next 
um, Instagram story or whatever. But instead of doing that, you can turn it around and still give the same kind of value in there, but get their attention by changing the title really and saying something like, um, here are the five mistakes you're making on your Instagram stories or this is why people are exiting out of your Instagram stories really fast because you're kind of calling people out. And when you do that, it gets their attention. They're, they're listening more because that's, what's going to make you stand out from, you know, everyone else that's doing the five tips to this or three ways to do that. You can just kind of turn it around and make it. So it's, you're, you're saying things that you don't agree with necessarily, or, um, mistakes that they're making. And a way to not seem quote unquote mean is to always provide the solution. So it's not like you're calling them out and you're like, okay, bye. <laughs> you're just calling them out with love. And then you're saying, here's how you're going to do that. Here's the three tips basically. Um, so it really brings awareness to problems um, that they may not even realize they have. And to be honest, like I have gotten quite a few high level clients because of some polarizing content I put out because they realized, oh, I was taught to do something totally different. Now that you shined a light in this different perspective, I, I, I see things so much differently now. And now I'm intrigued, you know? So it's basically sharing your perspective on things because there is no right or wrong. So why not share your beliefs and the way you do things and the way your business is different and the way you believe, you know, things should be done. And, you know, some people might like it, some people might not, but most of the time it gets a lot of people's attention and you're going to get DMS where it's like, <laughs> where people are like, yes, I'm so glad somebody talked about this, or I'm so glad somebody um, expressed their opinion about this because I was thinking the exact same thing. And that's again, like your DMS are just going to be blowing up when you actually take the bold approach of kind of like sharing your opinions, like about what might be going on in your industry or what you think your ideal client is not doing right. Um, so yeah, that anytime I do that, my engagement is through the roof. My DMs are always blowing up and I'm attracting more and more clients by sharing my, my opinions and my beliefs with um, the industry and the way I run my business. Yes. That's so good. So good. And I love that you mentioned like some people won't necessarily like it because I think so often people are so against doing things like this and, and kind of touching on that polarizing content because they're so afraid of losing followers. Mm -hmm. And like, if you're going to be successful on social media, if you're going to run a successful business, you've got to be willing to lose followers. And you've got oh, to yeah. understand that a lot of the time you're probably not even going to lose the followers that you think you will lose just from posting polarizing content. Like, I feel like most people in the long run will respect you for putting it out there and sharing how you feel about something or sharing, you know, what your beliefs, your values, your whatever. And even if they disagree with you, I think I personally want to see the good in people. I think the majority of people are going to respect the fact that you put it out there, you know, albeit that you put it out there like in a good way. Like you said, you're not being mean and just calling them out and being like, okay, mm -hmm. bye. <laughs> if you're putting it out there, like just genuinely trying to help someone and you're putting it out there in a way that doesn't seem like 
really slimy, like you're trying to profit off of this particular, you know, belief necessarily, then I think people respect that. And I think when they respect that, yeah, they may disagree with it. Yeah. It might open a dialogue in your DMS that you didn't necessarily want to go back and forth on like crazy, but I don't think they're necessarily going to unfollow just because you put it out there. I think they're more likely to unfollow because of the way you put it out there if they don't appreciate the way that you did it. And right. I think it's important to note too, like you mentioned, you know, you can point out where your clients are making a mistake or point out one of your beliefs or whatever. You can also use that strategy of polarizing content just for fun. Like it's a great way to really just kind of grow your engagement. I see people all the time doing those posts that are like unpopular opinion. Mm -hmm. I hate peanut butter. And everybody's like, what? How do you hate <laughs> peanut butter? And I did that a while back where I, I was like unpopular opinion. I really hate the bachelor. And I just like did it on a whim because it's like, I guess it was bachelor season. I don't know. Cause I don't keep up with it. But everybody on my feed was like, did you watch The Bachelor last night? I'm pulling for so-and-so. And I was like, oh my God, like I hate this show <laughs> so much. And so I posted it and I think I lost a couple followers because, you know, people were just like, oh my God, how can you hate The Bachelor? Like I can't follow you anymore. But for the most part, I just got those like, why you just broke my heart, like kind of questions. And then I had those people who like really went out of their way to try to try to turn me like in my <laughs> DMs. They were DMing me and they're like, but here's why you should watch it. And I'm like, you're not going to turn me like you're wasting your time. But so you can use it for fun too. And so I think yeah. as long as you're, you're really particular about the way that you're doing it and you're making sure that you're always coming at it from a place of either just trying to have fun and be lighthearted or trying to genuinely help your clients or, you know, just show off your personality without like it coming across in a bad way. As long as you're coming from a good place, I, I really don't think it's ever going to hurt you that much. And if you do lose a couple of followers over somebody just literally disagreeing with you and not being willing to follow somebody that they disagree with, odds are they probably weren't ever going to buy anything from you anyway. So it's yeah. not really a loss. <laughs> exactly. And I believe that these kind of, you know, opinions you share brings the people, the right people to you because there's a lot of times people will agree with you or they just were you know, they, they have, they now have the awareness to a problem that they didn't realize they have. And I actually just pulled up my Instagram just to give you a few examples. Um, I tend, I, I have a lot, <laughs> but one of them, um, I said like throwing logistics and the price at people in the DMS is getting you ghosted like point blank, you know, bold and to the point. And it, you know, that is a polarizing content, you know, because I'm just calling it out. I'm saying, you know, if you're going to just throw logistics in a price, that's, that is what's getting you ghosted and it gets people's attention. And then in there, I just literally give them four different ways that they don't so that they're not going to get ghosted next time. And that is what brings people in. It's kind of like you're getting, you're, you're bringing people in from this, this opinion, this title um, or you're calling them out in a, you know, tough love way. And as, you know, leaders and coaches, we have to do that sometimes, you know, to kind of wake them up and be like, this isn't working. And this is how, you know, this is how you can do it from here on out. Not saying it, it 
you know, you have to do it this way, but, um, yeah. And that, but that's what makes you, you different from everybody else. Not everybody's going to agree with it or the way you do it might not work for everybody else, but it's going to bring in the right people because you're not doing, you know, the same kind of posts and stories as everybody else. Like I said, where it gets boring and you feel like, you know, when you, when you're scrolling on stories and you're like, I just saw the same five mini trainings on, um, you know, how to get your next client, you know, and it's all the same thing, but how can you put a spin on it? And that's when polarizing content comes in. For instance, instead of saying something like that, you could say like spending hours on your phone, searching and hashtags is taking you away from getting your next client. And, you know, people might be like, what? But I was told opposite. And then they're going to read, or then they're going to watch the rest of your story, AKA binge worthy, because they want to know what you're talking about. And then they're going to learn from you because you're giving all of that value in there. And then they're going to be like, Oh, okay. I see it now. I'm enlightened. I'm going to take a different approach. Love it. Yes. So much truth in there. Absolutely. Love it. All right. Any last minute tips for our listeners on how to really sell in those stories? Just any last minute stuff that you feel like you didn't get to cover that you they want them to know? Oh yeah, sure. So, um, I am considered, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm a self-proclaimed pitch queen. Um, I actually have a course all about pitching and everything like that. So, um, there is definitely an art when it comes to pitching and there's so many different ways you can do it. You can do it after mini trainings, after stories, you can do hard pitches and all of that. But I would say my biggest tip when it comes to pitching is you want to make sure you're incorporating your ideal client pain points, mindset blocks, goals, and or desires, because then you're speaking directly to them. Um, instead of just saying like, Hey, you know, I have this new program out, click the link in my bio and get it. You want to jam pack it in with why they need it. And that's where you highlighting, you know, like if you're struggling with X, Y, and Z, um, and you, you want to achieve X, Y, and Z. So there's the struggles and the goals. Um, then they're, then they're going to realize that what you're about to sell them is going to solve that problem for them, um, or help them achieve that goal. So I always say, make sure your pitches are incorporating mindset blocks, goals, desires, and, or, um, what is it? Pain points. (laughs) And then that way you're covering all the bases and your ideal client's going to be like, wow, she's speaking directly to me. Um, and it's going to really get their attention because if you are just keeping your pitches really basic, then you're leaving a lot of money on the table because you really want to explain to them why they need it, you know, and including all of those things is really going to, um, let them know that this is the the program or the product or service for them. Love that. Great advice to close out on. So I appreciate that. That's awesome. Awesome. All right. This has been such a great episode. I'm so excited. I think this has been, is going to be very eye-opening for our listeners in terms of creating their Instagram stories content and how to actually approach that in a way that you know, they can sell, but not seem too salesy and they can infuse their personality without it feeling like weird or like too pushy or like they're trying too hard. So I love all of your advice. I'm so excited. I can't (laughs) wait to give it to our listeners. 
Thanks. Um, but really quick, before we close out the show, I always love to do a fun little lightning round just so we can yeah. get to know you a little bit better. So are you ready? Okay. I'm ready. Let's do it. All right. What does your morning routine look like? Okay. So I, I'm a, I'm a night owl. So I like to sleep in. Yes. <laughs> you are finally, too? finally. <gasps> no oh way. Gosh. Yes. Literally. Oh gosh. <laughs> we're, we're like on episode 90 something of this show and every single episode for almost two years now, people have been like, here's my amazing morning routine. And I've been waiting. Cause I'm like, I know she's out no. there. I know there's somebody like me who's going to no. say she's a night owl. I have been waiting for you for two hey, years. I'm a night owl <laughs> and I like to sleep in. And <laughs> I would say on average, I wake up around eight 30. Um, Sometimes I sleep in later because this is my business and I can sleep in as long as I want. I think you're <laughs> but, my new uh, best friend. <laughs> oh yeah. We're best friends now for sure. I love it. But let's stay up and drink wine and hang out. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> so I wake up and I take my dog Murphy out and then I come back and I get my breakfast ready. I literally eat the same thing every morning. Um, I have two eggs sunny side up. Um, oatmeal with some honey and blueberries and I have coffee with some um, vanilla creamer and some stevia and then I, I actually watch some YouTube while I am eating my breakfast and um, so like some of my favorite vlogs my favorite family vlogs are it's Judy's life I love them and after that I do bring out my journal and I do um, what I do is I write down my goals usually like five goals that I want to achieve within a short, like short-term goals. And I do a 20 second, um, gratitude meditation for each goal. And, um, then after that, I usually get dressed and go on a walk with, with Murphy for about 30 to 45 minutes. And then I, I start my day after that. So I do like to incorporate some kind of self-care and that you know, journaling, um, writing down my goals, writing down, you know, if I have anything in my head, I write it down. I do a little, a small little meditation. Sometimes I do longer meditations, but that is super achievable for me. So that is my morning routine. I love it. I love that this just shows what I've been trying to say all along without mm -hmm. coming across like, I'm a night owl. So I don't like morning routines. Like you can be a night owl. You can be like an afternoon person. You can not want to get up at five, six, seven o'clock in the morning and mm -hmm. still be productive in the morning and still have like mm -hmm. a really good routine. So I, I love, love it. that. I love that so much. I love my morning routine. I will never change it. Like I sit on the couch with a blanket, eat my breakfast, watch YouTube, and then I do my journaling and I'm not gonna, yeah, I don't, I work out in the middle of the day. I, <laughs> I just don't, I like really, really, really slow mornings. And thankfully my husband is the exact same way. So we, we just like to kind of chill and take it easy. I usually don't start work until about like 1 PM. So you're so I just lucky. like, you're yeah, so lucky. Like My husband know. is the opposite, <laughs> the total opposite. And so we're, oh, it's, we, we work through it so hard, but you know, he gets up at like 6am and goes to work. And then he's like, you know, by nine, he's just like dead. Like he's ready yeah. to go to bed. He's kind of done. Sometimes he can make it till 10 or 11, but he's really done. And yeah. I'm like, 
don't wake me up in the morning. I want nothing to do with you. Like, I'm going to keep working even after you get home because that's when my brain's being the most productive. And then mm -hmm. I want to stay up like really, really late. So we're polar opposite. So we have to like constantly like kind of, you know, tweak our routine to work for the other one. Yeah. And, uh, it's, it's a lot of work. So you're lucky that you and your husband are on the same page. I know. And I feel you, I am not very creative in the morning. I am no. creative at night. It's just like something about it. I could, I could write like forever at night and like record things and get on live. And I'm just like, so high energy then it's just, it's super oh my weird. Gosh. But in the my morning, twin. I'm like, yeah. In the morning, I'm like, oh, I don't want to do anything. <laughs> you are literally my twin. Oh my God. We're best friends now. Like as yes. if this, as if this episode wasn't good enough already, we're best friends now. I'm claiming it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for it. All right. We'll move on to the next one now. I won't kill you about your morning routine too much longer. Um, what is the last book that you read? Oh, wow. Well, okay. Let's see. The last one I finished. Okay, so I'm also I'm also pretty weird with this. I read slash listen to like two to three books at once because I like having like an audiobook and then I like having self-help. Same. Like yep. Fiction. Same. <laughs> yeah. So um okay. I am currently listening to when I go on my walk, I'm currently listening to um Jessica Simpson's um autobiography, which is so good. Yeah. <laughs> I love her. And I'm currently reading an American marriage which is a fiction book. Very cool. Very cool. Good recommendations. I feel like that's not as weird as you think it is because a lot of people have said that they're like, I, yeah. I read several books at a time or I, you know, um, I'm always reading like a business and a fiction book or something like mm -hmm. that. So I feel like that's a little more common than we all like think it is. We all think we're weird, yeah. but in reality, <laughs> we're in the majority. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. That's so true. I love it. All right. What is one thing that you recommend to everybody? So it can be a service you love, a product that you love using, just some <laughs> kind of item you can't live without, but something you feel like everybody has to have. Okay. Well, I'm kind of, I'm going to take this question and kind of flip it. And cause the first thing that popped into my mind was go on a trip to Greece. <laughs> okay. That's cool. <laughs> Because I travel, well, I have traveled the world and everybody asks me like, where's your favorite place? And I'm like, Greece. It's literally the second I landed there, I was like, this is literally what I imagine heaven looks like. Oh so <laughs> you can go anywhere, go to Greece, specifically Mykonos, Greece. I was there for about 10 days and I was like, this is the best place on earth. So I have the travel bug like so bad. My husband, yeah. the other, my husband's very much like he likes to travel, but he's he's definitely more of a stay home person. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I said something the other day, I was like, I haven't traveled anywhere in six months. And he's like, yeah. And, and I'm like, you just don't get it. You don't understand. <laughs> like this is, this is not good for me, but I've, I have not been to Greece and I want to go so bad. So it's worth it. It's worth it. It's and good to hear that. It's amazing. Oh my God. And there's like some bougie parts of, about it. And I'm like, just bougie it up because it's just, it's just worth it. <laughs> I love it. Oh my gosh. I love it. Oh, that's going to have to be like super high on my list now. Cause oh, yeah. mm -hmm. I, I want to go so bad. Oh, all right. Last question for you. What is the best piece of advice that you have ever been given? Oh man. Um, hmm. I would say trust the process. Mm, I like that. I like that a yeah. lot. Yeah. Simple and good. I love it. Yeah. 
trust the process. Um, yeah. Cause it just applies with everything in life. <laughs> Definitely true. Um, yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Love it. Well, tell everybody where they can find you. What's your website, social, what are you doing right now? What are you working on? Sure, sure, sure. Um, wow. So, um, you can find me on Instagram at social quest media, and I'm happy to have all of you ladies in my Facebook group as well. And it's called the social quest for female entrepreneurs. You can easily find it on Facebook under groups and Lots of authentic, highly engaging conversations going on in there and sales and marketing trainings. Um, my website is currently getting rebuilt. So you it's going to be www.socialquestmedia.com. And there you'll have links to, um, you know, you'll learn more about me, links to how to work with me, to my course, Pitch Like a Sales Queen, and all of that. Um, and I'll be sure to keep Haley updated on that. But yeah, that's how you can find me. And I hope to connect with plenty of you. Awesome. And we will put the links to all of that in the show notes. So you guys can head over there and join Jess's amazing Facebook group and find some other incredible women like her. Jess, thank you so much. I'm, I'm really, like I said, just super excited about this episode. I think it's going to be amazing for helping people really create content that's binge worthy, that sells, that's just fun and infuses their personality on their Instagram stories. And I just want to say thank you for offering up your advice and just sharing your time and your wisdom and your expertise with our audience. Cause I know I, and they appreciate it so much. Oh, thank you. It was so fun. And it was my absolute pleasure. I could talk about this stuff with like standing on my head. So I love it. Thank you so much. Well, ladies, that's it for this time, but don't forget to head over to the show notes to grab special bonus content from our guests. I'd love if you could show your support for the show. So if you have just a minute, leave a five-star review about how much you love this podcast, then head over to femalesonfirepodcast.com and grab your females on fire apparel, get a t-shirt, hat, and more because it all goes to fund the podcast. And don't forget to show off your new swag to all your friends on social media and tag me at Females on Fire and at Haley Luckadoo. I'll be back next week with another great show for you. But until then, keep reaching for those dreams that set your soul on fire.